what we discovered along the way, which I think is even more valuable than that, in my opinion, is that it can be used as a remineralization agent and it appears to be at least equivalent, potentially better than fluoride. Welcome to the Tooth or Dare podcast with Irene and Katrina. The only dental podcast to bring you a Canadian RDH and an American RDH. These ladies bring you mic-dropping interviews with your favorite social media peeps and epic people doing amazing things in dentistry. Now let's put our over gloves together for Tooth Life, Irene and Katrina, the wine genist. And welcome back to another episode of the Tooth or Dare podcast, Peeps with your peeps, Irene and Katrina. Hello, my friend. Hi. Long time no see. I know. I feel like I just was sitting in my home with you. Mm-hmm. Like a hot second you ago, were. which is like you crazy. Were. You were. I was in Arizona last week for um, the Dental Success Institute Summit, and oh my god, I'm my mind is blown by so many things. A, mm. the conference. B, the things that I learned. C, the heat in Arizona right now. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Point point to the tourists was the game that that we played because I rented a convertible and I'm driving through this heat wave with like 117 degree weather. Yeah. Just like blowing mm-hmm. hellfire into my face. Yeah. But I was adamant that I wanted the top down. And the reality was I was wearing sunglasses like even as it started to get dark out, not because I needed them for, for peeper protection. Well, I mean, I kind of did, but it yeah. was so that the that the heat doesn't hit my eyeballs. Yeah, yeah. I learned a That's lot. Arizona. Yeah. Did you put a lot of chapstick on? I did put a lot did of chapstick on. Water. <clears throat> I did. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever been this hydrated before. Like my skin, it's just glowing. You you look amazing. I'm just you radiating. Really do. You're gorgeous. <laughs> just fabulous. But I got to hang out with you yes. in the lumber. Yes, that we was went out so to dinner. Fun. That was really fun. I'm it telling was you, way too weird how much Chris and our lumberman mm-hmm. and, Dale and Dale are, are alike. It, like weird. There was a point in the dinner because we went out yeah. to dinner for our viewers at home. We went out to dinner. There's a point in the dinner where like you and I were turned and we're, we're just, just like observing. about like I don't even know. Yeah. But we're like – then we look over and we're like uh, – and they're like, so about that function on Excel spreadsheets where you can just drag yeah. the denominator to the – and I'm like, I, I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. We at one point were just like – we were just watching this yeah. from a distance. Like we both grabbed our, our glass of or cocktail of choice and we were just it was just like watching a, a skit in a movie. Yeah, it was. It was until they clued in and then they both got really uncomfortable. Then, yeah, and then they're like, Oh no, are they looking at us? Like, no, are they watching us? <laughs> but it was funny. so fun. And yeah. then it was so great. You guys uh came back here and yeah. got to hang out with the dogs and um, play my cards against humanity and stuff. And oh my gosh, my yes. We threw away so many cards out of that game. We did, that yes. Game, I didn't realize how offended that game makes me at yeah. times yeah. until you play it sober. Yeah. Like we, when yeah, we started we playing it, yeah. we were, I was driving, but we were like, I had a drink, but mm-hmm. we, usually when I play that game, it's way funnier after you've had a couple of somethings. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Then you see some of the cards. I was like, like, "Yep, that one can go." This is an offensive card. Yeah, this one can go. go. This one can go. Yeah, yeah. We don't say that word anymore. It can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was fun. So, oh, so that, so, so that good. was that was that. You and I both kind of worked clinically today. How was your day? You know, it's so funny because what'd you do? Tell me about I, your procedures. Well, this is kind of weird because I actually was seeing perio maintenance patients today, which normally I don't do. Normally I'm like with the doctor doing like consults and surgeries. So this was kind of odd for me, but like obviously like super fine. Um, But I was having one of those days, you know, I'm talking about where every patient needs an FMX. Just one of those days. And you're just like, oh, great. You need one too. And then that means the doctor needs to do an exam and you're just like, losing your mind because you're trying to pull the doctor out of the procedures that they're in. And, right. And then do you ever have those patients that come in and they're like a tornado where yeah, they me. come in and they're like, you're, you, you know, grab a seat, make yourself comfortable. And before they even sit down, they're like, 
hold on, I need to take out my hearing aids and here's mm-hmm. my flipper and it broke. And so I need to, I brought my molds in from my dentist from 25 years ago. Can you, you know, and you're like, <laughs> whoa, like, can you just sit down? Like, I'm already tired. Just like, rinse just hearing your mouth your out. Yeah, yeah. Just like chill out, Susan. I would have thought that you would, I mean, I guess now I've forgotten. It's been so long that I've worked in perio, but now it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm immediately going to redact the statement that I was going to make. But the statement I was going to make is that you, one would think that in a specialty office, like that, that shit doesn't happen. But the oh. reality is it happens everywhere. It absolutely does. In fact, I don't mean to say, because I'm, I would assume that there are perio hygienists that listen to this, but I do think sometimes we get like, like crazies, like in a very deep rooted. It was a full moon, like a red full moon or something the other day. It was a strawberry moon. Strawberry moon in Sagittarius Mm -hmm. is all of the Instagram, TikTok trends that I've been seeing about the, in the strawberry moon of Sagittarius. So maybe that means the strawberry moon of Sagittarius did something too. Like the weirdos are kind. I, I don't patients. know. I, we get some there's just like interesting patients that come in because here's people in general. Sometimes they don't know they're doing it, but they refer over the patients that are just like pain in the ass. They don't like, want to deal with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the the patient's annoying, and they're like, oh, that hurt. You know, so they need to be anesthet like injected, anesthetized everywhere. For, so they're sure. like, you know, why don't you just go to perio? So right. we end up seeing like kind of we have this like whole like grab bag of like. Just yeah. odd patients that the you're referrals, like, referrals, okay. the ones that yeah. no one else wants to see. Yeah. The little black duck or whatever it's called. What's the, yeah. the ugly duckling? <laughs> the ugly, what did you duckling. say? The black duck? Well, usually like the ducks are all yellow and then the one that's like out of place is like brown and spotted or something. Yeah, it's just like it looks one. different. Oh. The little sad one's like missing some feathers and he, he looks like he's had a rough day. Yeah. That? Yep. So that's it. That's I, it. Um, I worked – I saw two patients today. So normally I don't work clinically on Wednesdays, although I will be starting to work clinically on Wednesdays starting in July. Oh. Uh, but I will be doing just restorative, which I'm very oh. excited about. Mm. My graduation is tomorrow. I get to Irene? do the whole Is that what you were thing. doing? Because you were like running all over town like all getting over town. stuff? So, like you're yeah. So like graduation. timing of my day just didn't like work out so well. So I had – we do like a um, – we do two morning huddles – on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The first one is just myself, treatment coordinator, office manager, and doctor. Mm-hmm. And we do our case reviews and treatment planning. And then we do our regular morning huddle with the rest of the team starting at um, 1030 and then first patients at 11. So mm-hmm. first patient was an Invisalign insert attachments and IPR for like 40 minutes. Then my next patient was a two hour uh, SRP finishing up the left side with local and um, laser, like the remainder of the mouth with laser. And I didn't do laser on the right side last time. I saw her last week. So I like did it all today, kind of went back, which I sometimes I like. I mean, oh, I don't even know how to describe it. But like, the, you know, this like the second time you see a patient back from SRP, like you can see on the right side, let's say, perhaps what is a little more love, mm-hmm. you know, that like one yeah. area that's still a little bit bulbous, still a little bit red. And like, you know, you just go in there gently with a scaler and kind of, you know, roughen it up Mm -hmm. a bit and then throw in a laser. I don't know. Is that just me? No, no, no. It's not at all. You start to observe the areas like, okay, this feels yeah. really well. This this area is still a bit still. non-responsive. Like we maybe we need is to go revisit that. Is there a little tiny that, piece of what's... calculus that I left? Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, so I did that and then I plopped in like six sites of Arrestin, um, which I love. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I did that. And then scheduling issue with my calendar. So I had a like a therapy appointment. At 2.15 p.m., my patient was dismissed at, like, 1.59 like oh, across no. the city. And then today they decided to throw me a party. Like, my office decided to throw me a lunch party that I didn't know about. Oh, no. So my office manager and my assistant, I don't know, some wires must have gotten crossed. But literally, like, I went back there to leave. And, and they're, they're like, like, surprise. surprise. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God, I'm like, already oh. late. And I'm, like, 20 minutes out from this thing. And I was just like, so honored and so sweet and then so embarrassed that I was like I actually can't stay for my own party oh what a jerk move I looked like probably such an idiot such a jerk that's not a jerk move I mean most people most people particularly those who work with you know how busy you are and that's it's it's hard you know it's it's hard juggling all the things really yes I I mean I don't know what 
I know what your calendar looks like. Like you, sometimes you have to put in like, oh my gosh, look at, I'm looking at the picture of it. Oh, how cute. I re- Oh, it was for your graduation. They were celebrating you. Yes. And she's okay. So you guys, she's got this picture of her <laughs> and her, her purse is on her shoulder. Like you're literally, like literally ready to land. You're like, well, thanks. A okay, coffee bye. cup in one hand and a water cup in the other and my graduation oh. cap on. I'm just like, okay, thank you. Gotta oh. go. I felt like such an ass. It's I, hard, I you know? Yeah. Anywho, they'll forgive me. You know, <laughs> when you're busy like that, you like it, if Dale and I are going to dinner, he sends me a calendar invite so that it's like on the calendar. You know, I mean, that's like how – I know. I need Busy to start doing are, that you know? with my personal life, I feel like, which is like oh, my, so my penciling, assistant. <laughs> penciling in, like, going to the bathroom. Like, my – yeah, my assistant knows, like – like, she knows when I'm getting a bikini wax. Like, she knows, like, everything. Yeah. There are no yeah. secrets between her and I, so it's, <laughs> and it's all on my calendar. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Too funny. Well, we have an episode. We do. Is we that do what have an episode. That's what we're doing. We're recording. We've recorded our intro. We, this is me checking off the checklist. We've recorded right, our intro. Good. We will introduce about stuff. To, yeah. And we... now we are ready. Okay. I have a song for you. Okay. I also I'm really am going to give you a clue. Okay. Please. Thank you. Do better with the clues. That's, okay. This gentleman who whom is singing this song, it's the gentleman of the two people that will be singing is probably my number one biggest crush uh, tied between him and Josh Groban. Let's just say pretty par with him and Josh Groban. Um, and, and, and that that is all I have to say. Is If anybody knows this human, please give him my number. If it's Simon okay, Sinek, I'll be very upset. Chris is okay with it. Okay, are we ready? Yes. Katrina looks shocked. I will narrate her facial expressions. She is mouth agape. She is, her 11s are quite prominent. She is confused. Do we know who's singing the song? First name. This isn't Ryan Gosling, is it? Yes, it is. And this is Emma, what's her face? Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Do you know Emma Stone is from Arizona? She did theater at the theater right choreographed. She's also a ginger. Are you related? All gingers are related. Okay, so you so got Ryan. Ryan. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ryan Nolan. Is it Ryan oh, Nolan? She it is. Okay, thank you for you that clue, it. Irene. That helped me to bridge that gap together. <laughs> I'm so happy Just that a you an needed a clue bridge there. to bridge the word Ryan to the name Ryan. Uh, everybody needed <laughs> FMX as I read. Highlight <laughs> A1 in the spreadsheet and you highlight A2, the sum of A1 and A2 equals Ryan. <laughs> oh man. This, oh, this is not my best today. Yeah. This is too funny. All right. Here's the episode with Dr. Ryan Nolan, who is, I think, a hygienist at heart. Um, yeah. Let's not give it away because it's a pretty fun episode, and he's also one of my favorite humans. Um, so here's the episode, and we'll catch you on the flip side. On the flippity flip. Welcome back, peeps, to another episode of the Tooth and Dirt Podcast, Peeps with your peeps, Irene and Katrina. How are you, my my NASA my NASA loving friend? NASA loving fan. Yes ships away um i'm so good how are you irene i'm good i'm are I'm you fabulous and we're recording i'm recording live from my my parents house yeah. live so from, exciting from yeah um apparently is that from the our, would that be from the flippity flip because it's like from your parents house basically basically so that like the that's flippity what i'm flip? doing yeah so good well but i'm I super excited about our guest this is going to be amazing mm-hmm. Um, we were just talking yes. before you hit the record button um, with our guest about the last time that we all got to like see each other and be in the same room, which is like crazy to think that it was like back in 2019. It feels like mm-hmm. this has been like the longest two and a half years and also like the weirdest, shortest two and a half years. So it's so good um, to see him and I'm so excited to bring him on the mic. 
Welcome to hey, the podcast, me, Dr. Ryan Nolan in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Thanks, What's up? How are you, no, man? Not much. Uh, I'm trying to make it through my days, you know. Uh, it's kind of like what Katrina said, like the, the last two years have just been like all sorts of ups and downs, right? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's been a... It's been a while since I've been to a trade show. I don't know if you guys have been or when you guys started going back, but like I haven't even been to any. Um, really? I think this will be the first year. Yeah, this will be the first year. So I'll be going to UDA and a couple other ones, but like essentially this will be the first year I've actually like ventured back out into the world. Um, Were you hibernating? Back, yeah, kind of. I just mm-hmm. had a lot going on, you know? Yeah. yeah. There was always something happening. Um, for sure but yeah basically hibernating that's exactly yeah. what i was doing well i'm gonna I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna warn you when you've been hibernating for this long and then you go back to trade shows they're yeah. like they're gonna be a There's lot of an colors. adjustment there are a yeah. lot of sounds yeah. a lot of smells yeah. it's like a, a whole like all your senses are like what is happening like it's 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 a lot yeah i will say very stimulating <laughs> so um so buckle up it's gonna be stimulating it's, it yes. it's funny because i want to say irene was like trying to record a video of me and I'm like, I'm introverted. I don't know if the video is taken of me. Like Yeah, if you're I'm, introverted, I'm already Irene's a tough one to hang bad. out with, that's for sure. No, hey. you no, know, she's fine. Hey now. I'm, I do it out of love because I love her so much. But hey yes, now. if you're an introvert, it's um, it's a tough one. I I talk to five hundred people at uh under one roof and I don't normally talk to that many people and I was just like going through the motions of like trying to just get out the information. Yeah. But I was mm-hmm. like this is so many people yeah. and I'm just not a nat- I'm not a natural speaker. Like that's just not my forte. Um, like one-on-one on one is no problem. But when you start getting that many people, I'm, I'm just like, uh, like I hope I don't have like a ketchup stain or something like on my shirt, you know, <laughs> you start thinking about everything about that things. could go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but that was, that was a good event. Um, so yeah, but I haven't really, I did some stuff after that, but like, I want to say 2020 was literally the last time. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, well, we're looking forward to hanging out in real life soon. But until then, obviously, we have this beautiful thing called social media. So despite not seeing you for years, I still feel like I haven't skipped a beat. And like, I see you and and you and I chat (laughs) often about my terrible dentistry and all of the fun stuff that I get to do. Practice so thank makes- you. Thank you for your feedback on my, my, oh, no worries. my feelings. On back. her restorative. On my Wait, restorative. I, okay. So let's, let's do this. I, Irene, can you do the thing? Yeah, we're going to do the thing. We need to like, do the we thing. need to stick to the script here. Ryan says, no script. he's like, he's oh no. <laughs> he says we text message last night. He's like, so, or, or on Mondays, like, so we're recording on Mondays. Is there anything I need to prepare? Like, what what are we talking about? I'm like, I don't know. Well, we're not we're quite just, sure. We'll figure it out when see it what happens. Comes like, out of our is mouths. there something I need to prepare? No. <laughs> uh, just prepare to be dazzled. Um, so let's do the Wayback Playback because I know you in your current life and state and all of the fun things you do and research and your love with nanotechnology. And I mean, I will get into that, but let's talk about like, where did you come from? Like as, as a small human, where were you born? Like how far back can we go? Do you remember what it was like to be birthed? Like what city, Mm. state, province, all of that, like go as far back to your childhood so that we could understand why you are Um, the introvert that you are today. Oh, I don't know about that. (laughs) Um, I was born in London, Ontario, which is in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm technically Canadian American, but we moved from Canada to Australia when I was like five. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Do you still have a I Canadian passport? For, uh, I did for a while. I gave it up because I got American citizenship. Damn. Um, but you couldn't yeah, get dual. I still, I so Canada recognizes dual. So like if you go to the border and you were born in Canada, they'll always recognize you. So I could go get another Canadian passport, but I just haven't. Yeah. Um. Um. So. Lived in Australia for a few years because of my dad's job. Came back to Canada and then went to the States. And you know I'm from Canada because I call it the States instead of the U.S. Um, <laughs> so lived in Chicago, moved around. I've been to so many different states because of my my parents' jobs and stuff. Anyways, went to school in Chicago for undergrad where I did chemistry, um, which kind of led to some of my be- uh, what I do now. Uh, mm-hmm. I did some chemistry, did some chemical engineering, uh, did research in nanotechnology, yada, yada, yada. Then went to dental school, 
did dental wait, school. Wait, wait, wait. The most important question yeah, that that's... Katrina wants to know. I, I I feel like we skipped over wh- yeah my yeah thing you're here. going way too and fast you you're you're just you're not you're you're like the yada 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 we want to know about the yada yada, yada 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 like yes tell we me we about the yada 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 and most importantly uh, did you play an instrument in high school no no I actually when when I wanted to learn how to I actually wanted to learn how to play the violin hmm. and my parents couldn't afford lessons when I was a kid so I actually never got to play an instrument um i always have appreciated music but yeah i I never i never actually got to learn that stuff which is funny because they say like if you play an instrument like you're really good at like math and science Mm -hmm. like that's all correlated Mm -hmm. and i actually believe that's true but i never actually went to learn any of that stuff because my my bias is towards math and science. Like if you told me I have to go learn a new language, I'd be like, all right, like where's the nearest cliff? Like I can't do that. (laughs) Um, So that's like where everything skews. I skew Mm -hmm. so hard one way that like, sometimes I like forget stuff. I forget like where things are. My wife has to help me find my keys like on a daily basis. Like I'm I'm a pretty useless human when it comes to regular day-to-day stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you're like, we need to solve this hard, hard problem. Like, I got, I you. got it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You're the guy. Wow. Yeah. So interesting. I don't know. It's I'm fascinating a kind of a, though. Would you say that you're that fine line guy. between brilliant and psychopath? I, I don't I know mean. if I would say <laughs> psychopath. <laughs> These I mean, are things she thinks. I, this is what I think about I, in my mind. That's what happens. So I have a word for it or I have a phrase for it. I don't have a word for it. Um, so like Hermes, like he's like the, the deity that flew too close to the sun and mm. burned up. Right. So I call it flying too close to the sun syndrome. Mm. There is a fine line between being. Wait, so wait, was it Hermes that, that flew too close to the sun? Was it him or I thought it was Icarus. Else? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Could okay. be wrong. I don't know. Anyways, there's a deity that, that flew too close to the sun. Um, I call it flying too close to the sun syndrome. And what that really means to me is. You can be at a certain level, but you want to be slightly below that level because you get to that level and it almost always with that level of brilliance comes emotional instability. And it's like those people tend to have a lot of problems like schizophrenia and all these other things. I knew a guy just like this who actually went to school with and he was very, very, very brilliant, very smart. And he was always number one. And then just one day just snapped and just snapped and like he got into drugs and alcoholism and all this other stuff and he just dropped down the ladder because i was i graduated near the top of my class in undergrad which is actually pretty hard considering it was chemistry that i was doing Mm -hmm. and i was always competing for the top spot with him and it was one of those things where i was like oh man that guy flew way too close to the sun Mm. and just he like so i wouldn't say i'm like the smartest person alive or anything but I do think that the the more you go up that ladder, the harder it is to have the best of all worlds. There's no such thing as a well-rounded human being. It just doesn't exist, at least in mm. my opinion. But mm. but then again, everybody has their own thing that they're good at. Um, you know. You know, it's interesting that you say that because you know, we've we've certainly seen dentistry. Not not to get like super like grim about it, but we've seen that dentistry, for example, is one of those professions where um, there is a high drug abuse rate and there is a high yeah. suicide rate. And I I mean, we've of course blamed over time, like they you know dentists go to dental school, they don't get any uh, business training, and then they get out. Right. And it's, right. we subscribe a lot of that to the stresses of owning a business, which. Um, I think Irene and I, <laughs> I, I understand, I empathize 110%. Like I get what that stress, I, I understand to a degree what that stress is. Um, but I think to your point more than that, it's there, you're right. There are people that are so magnetically brilliant that it's, um, it's that concept of like ignorance is bliss type thing that sometimes if you're not as close to the sun, so to speak, you don't have, you know, all, all of the complex thoughts and, you know, um, seeing the world through that particular lens. I mean, there, there certainly are, are challenges to that. Um, and, and with that comes coping mechanisms and things like that. So I, I, I sure. get that. Yeah. 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 I just, I'd rather be really smart, but then not be like genius level because then I just, I don't want to end up in that circuit. Right. Have you ever done an IQ test or like yes. one of those like Menza IQ tests? Yeah, the highest I ever scored on an IQ test was 176. 100 what? That was when I was like 176. 
176, um, 176. Yes. Holy yeah. shit. That's the highest I ever got. The lowest I ever got, again, this was a while ago because I haven't tested in a while. I want to say it was like maybe like the high 130s, like 135 plus. That's but insane. That was like, that's like, yeah. that's like next level shit. That's like that. Remember that 13 year old <laughs> Jacob something? He was, he had scored like 170 by the time he was 13. He was like already yeah. a published physicist. And by 21, he was like working on a PhD. Do you remember that kid or hearing about that kid? But I, I he do had remember like severe autism. Was, yeah. Um, wow. it, was, it was just, yeah. J- Jacob just Bar- Barnett or something. Yeah. Wow. Um, there's, there's a few people. I think the problem is, is like, so like these kids are like 13 and then they go to Harvard or Yale or whatever. And then like, they have nobody who's so, a peer their age. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just are socially just like, like the worst. Um, I, I've scored all over, um, but I don't really take IQ like really seriously because everyone's like, oh, you need to do this. And I'm like, you don't really care because I kind of feel like if you ask a fish to swim, he's going to get a hundred percent. If you ask, you know, uh, I'm trying to think if you have a bird to swim, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But mm-hmm. like, the thing is, is like, I really don't believe in standardized testing so much. Like I'm kind of like, there's brilliance in every category. Yeah. Sure. I don't believe in just one hyper isolated category makes you some sort of like better than now. But anyways, you're so right for um, saying that. I I have a friend of mine that I I did theater with for many years and he has one of those brains that like he can hear a song like all the way through and then just sit down at the piano and just and play the whole thing. Like it's amazing. I mean, yeah. And it's incredible. But to your point, everybody, we all have different ways that our brains are wired in different layers of genius. And, and yeah, that IQ is, is one of them. I wouldn't, I wouldn't need IQ tests of napping. Like I, I, if you I was <laughs> tested on my ability to nap, you are, you I are, wait, I would, I would like score primo, like, I'd top be like 10%, 400, like highest I would percentile. Be, yeah. Yeah. I would score a 400 on that IQ test. For I sure. got into a it's lot amazing. of, a lot of trouble in dental school because I used to sit in front and then fall asleep and then oh. I'd be taking naps. And then I'd like wake up and like I snore and stuff and people would be like, man, you just, why do you sit in front if you're going to sleep? And I'm like, it's the only way I can make it through my day. (laughs) So yeah, I had a It's just because your brain is functioning so high and needs a power down every so often. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. It's like, it's just working so fast. Gotta recharge it. (laughs) It's like, it's just like, it's like a robot goes out and then it's like, like robots back up. Like what I think Irene's iPhone is like, like charge me. help. Yeah. It's like your, your, you, your brain is like my iPhone that is just functioning continuously that you need a nap. It's funny. It's funny because like I can only do one task at a time. That's a guy have, thing like, a though. That's of, not that's, that's a dude not, thing. That's not, yeah. that's know, not a genius thing. That's just a man thing. Congratulations, yeah. no, you're no, like I, everybody else. No, I know, but the other thing is is like when it comes to social media, I don't know how you guys post as much as like I it stresses me out to think <laughs> I have to make one post. So like like even making one post is like this whole it takes me the whole day sitting there being like I don't want to be judged for this like am I going to say something wrong like did I do something wrong do I need so it takes me forever and that's why I just I just don't post as much so when people actually do a good job of it like you guys I'm like oh my gosh I can't do that like that's just I can't you know I'm looking at your but, Instagram right now and I think my favorite posts <laughs> that you've ever done are like there's a video of you, but the actual photo that's in feed, you're just like staring blankly at the screen. Like you're, you just murdered somebody. Like there's like, <laughs> an element. I don't, it's, it's the video from August 3rd, 2020. And you're staring straight faced. It looks like you're chewing gum a little bit, but the in feed, in feed video is like, <laughs> oh i don't know I've, i'd have to look at it and then there's one that i i just liked from 2019 where you're holding a bottle of your mouthwash and you're holding it like van uh, white you're like oh yeah. in my bottle of of element okay so back in the how, good old days okay so we know that you you love science and you love chemistry and yeah. that's what sparked this adventure into incorporating okay why dental school first of all sorry yeah never that's my that question yeah. my next um, question after that leads to this so why dental school and not like you know nasa okay so <laughs> NASA. when i was in 
when I was in college, I actually was going to get a degree in chemical engineering. And my dad, before I was finished with that route, was like, he basically is a chemical engineer. And he was like, you're not going to be able to find a job because we just fired all of our chemical engineers and the petroleum industry is doing really bad. So you need to find something else to do. And I'm like, Oh crap. Like, yeah, you're kind of right. Like all the news in the paper is really bad because this is post 2008. So this is like the era of when I'm like about to graduate and I'm like, yeah, things are going really bad. So I'm like, the only thing that's doing really well is healthcare. So what I did was I was like, okay, um, I really liked working with my hands. Like I like doing practical things so I shadow, I decided, so me and my dad sit down and it's like five things that you could think of that you might want to do. And there were all sorts of random, like lawyer, psychologists, like dentist, whatever. So I decided to shadow a bunch of people and I shadowed a dentist and I was like, this is actually really cool because you get to use your hands and you get to make something practical with it. Mm. Like, um, and I've always thought like, Hey, I wanted to do, I've never, I never really thought like I wanted to be a doctor. Like I just really thought like, Oh, I want to do something practical that I can build stuff with. Like I was a kid that always had a bunch of Legos and models and like, I'd always build stuff. So I like doing stuff with my hands. So after shadowing, I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And I actually applied really, really late in the cycle. I want to say there was only three or four schools that I could still apply to because I was so late. Like I made my decision so late. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know you're that smart when you're like i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'll apply late and i'll get in somewhere yeah <laughs> that's kind of like what most i did people prepare uh, for dental school <laughs> their say, entire lives the vast like, majority well, of our guests are yeah. like i knew i was gonna be a dentist when i was 12 my dad is a dentist studying for my i love DAT. tea i yeah. yes i shadowed everybody and then, there, and then there's ryan nolan who's like i don't know i'll don't apply know. and then maybe i'll get in tomorrow let me guess you I got into born. all three no, I actually didn't get into all three. I actually only got into one, but oh. one of them lost my application. So I view that as like kind that's of a like wash. a yeah. Wait, how, that's do you, a wash. how do you lose an application? Don't ask me. Uh, it was a really strange thing that how happened. How did you find out that they lost your application? Because like, I how called. Did, how did they admit to that? They admitted to it because it was during the cycle and they had called me before about my application. I had proof that they had it and then like they somehow lost it. It was so strange. I don't even know how it happened because it was a school I actually went to and graduated from and I graduated with all honors and I'm like, dude, this is like a very good chance of getting in. Not a hundred percent, but like sure, I did really well at your undergrad school. Like I'm literally, you know, I should be a shoe in, but they just never got me an interview. Right. So Basically, that was weird. Um, I ended up taking the DAT. I didn't study for the DAT. Um, I knew I was going to bomb at least one section because I was like, I know the chemistry and the math and reading. So I did really bad on the perceptual ability test, which is hilarious because that's Hmm. what they say that they like draft people on. Like, Hmm. so I think I got like a 15 on that, which was really horrible. But I think I ended up doing really well on the other sections. Like, chemistry and like math i think got like 28 or 29 out of 30 like it was really high so i ended up doing okay and then i ended up taking the dat like literally a week before i had to like i was literally like i'm just gonna take the dat today like i guess that's what i'm doing today so that's what i did oh my god i'm Um, like i'm gonna wake up this morning i'm gonna i'm gonna make a frittata like i I don't know how to make a frittata but i'm gonna try and make a frittata So I'm going to wake up and I'm going to make a frittata and I'm lucky if I don't okay. burn it. And you're like, I'm going to write probably the hardest exam gonna... of anyone's <laughs> life ever. Like, and then apply to a school that like a million other people have already applied to and been let, let down and like, just like, I... and take a nap in the middle uh... of the test. Did you take a nap it in got... the test? Like you probably needed a it, nap. No, no, I did, but I'll tell you what, it I got did. worse. So it got worse because I got into dental school And then I realized because I was doing chemistry and engineering that I didn't have any of the classes for dental school. Like I literally prepared nothing for this. So I had to take 30 plus hours in one summer. Anatomy and histology. Anatomy one, anatomy two, microbiology, microbiology lab, all this stuff, everything, everything. Don't they make you take psychology too? Yeah, I had to take it all. I didn't take any of it. So I was at three universities during my summer. Uh, two of them were online. I was in class while taking exams for another class. Like it was crazy. Like I don't remember waking up most days because I was like, I can't believe I just got 30 credit hours in like two months or something ridiculous like that. It wow. was crazy. 
I can't believe I don't know you how I did it. Took 30. I can't believe you did that. That's insane. Yeah. I don't know how I did it actually. I was young. Um so I'm old now. I can't What year that, was this in? This was 20 the summer of 2014. So no, sorry. Start summer 2010. I graduated in 2014. Oh so goodness. it was summer wow. of 2010. So I found out that I got into dental school in like April, May. And then literally they called me up and they're like, Oh, Mr. Nolan, um, I'm so happy you got into dental school here, but um, you're short 30 something hours. Uh, if you could just get that to us by August 1st, oh my gosh. we'll continue to hold your spot. And I'm like, I'll find a way. When so there's I did. a will, there's um, a way. There you go. But yeah, that's my story. That's cool. So it's cool. not too much interest. So graduated dental school and then by 2018, you had launched your own company. What led you yes. to, let's talk about how you incorporated nanotechnology into building a brand and a, sure. a product that is quite unique. I mean, it's the only one of its mm-hmm. kind on the market. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks for saying that. I mean, it's um, not a lie. It's, it's just true. true. Yeah. <laughs> Just true. Thanks for um, saying that. Thanks for telling the truth. No problem. Anytime. I'll be. I'm your. I'm your girl for that. She's your truth so, serum. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You can come work for me then. You know, if, if you're gonna promote it. Um, just kidding. But uh, sorry. What were you gonna he say? Offered you, you a job I, offer, and then you retracted it. Just only kidding. if you get me a T-shirt with a photo of you with your first with your, bottle. That picture. I want that picture kay. on the T-shirt. Okay, the, the job offer is there now. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Done. We're gonna make it work. So tell um, me about okay, why why you decided to do that? Like, did you was there an obviously a need, but like, um, how did you identify that there was a need for? So so you my did? partner, story? who I went to who went to dental school with, his name's Matt Collister. He it was actually his idea. Um, so his idea was basically, we originally worked on this in dental school, but as a bonding system, there were so many hoops to getting a bonding system with this to work, but essentially, um, a bonding nanotechnology... system for composites. Yes. With composites. Yes. What did you say? Yeah. Did you say, com- I already made composites. Yeah, I made, I made my own custom bond in my apartment in dental school. You made your own nano- custom bond in your apartment in dental school using nano like yeah. while you're just like playing beer pong yes. like on the side you're like I, yeah Eureka! actually Eureka. i was literally like making all this stuff and my cat was just like trying to avoid all the beakers and i'm just like oh i'm sorry like i didn't realize that you lived here too <laughs> um and so basically yeah like <laughs> i got to the avoid- I- could you imagine katrina going over to a guy's house in college and he's just fucking had beakers <laughs> everywhere <laughs> Yeah, I had a lot of. I made my house into a lab. You um, totally were. Luck- you were slaying the the lady game in college, weren't you? Not really. Just like, excuse me, oh, ma'am. Careful with your high heels next to those beakers. <laughs> no, I I really wasn't doing too good in that department for for some time for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, I was very involved, and and so I started making this bond, and then. I actually made it and it worked and everything, but I was like, Oh, like you kind of have to do clinical testing for this and you have to right. do all this other stuff. And, and there's so many like, like hoops or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I still believe this technology works because the initial actual studies and things that were out at the time, which there was not many, mm-hmm. um, were showing that nano silver could be incorporated into composites and it basically enhanced the lifespan of the composites um, I want to say maybe at the time they were using it in sealant material to like prevent like leaching and like bacterial accumulation and stuff like that. So anyways, there was minimal proof that it was like, there was a proof of concept there, but like, that's kind of why I started there. And so Matt came out and he was like, dude, if we could get this in a hygiene system, this would where you, where we would see the max benefit. So then we started really organizing and saying, okay, the next step of this is we need to get funding and we need to um, start making prototypes. So that's kind of how that veered from there to there. But yeah, I actually already made like all this crazy stuff that never ended up getting launched whatsoever, but it was just a thing so, that I did. And, and I, I love that because what you did is you pivoted based on, you know, where you were going to see the best clinical application for this. So 
Yep. Walk us through when you talk about nano silver and you know the the benefits to including it into our restorative materials to help with micro leakage and things like that. Um, talk us through what is the the benefit to integrating something like this into an oral care product? Yeah, so basically, although we didn't have all the answers at the time, um, the amount of research that I've done and my team, I should say, has done, as well as what other researchers are now showing. Um, it's actually biggest function, um, two things. It's actually really, really good at um, bypassing biofilms. So biofilms are just plaque. So I'm sure you guys, you love like using that stain that shows all the, you know, where the plaque is and Irene like how old it is and that. stuff like that. It's like her favorite. Yeah. Obsessed. Like, Obsessed yeah. with disclosing yeah. agent. So, yeah. Don't even like, talk shit about disclosing agent because I am obsessed. I have nothing against okay, it. Okay, I was You're just going to say, that is like okay. her Brian, we would have to fist fight over yeah. this. No, I'm not into fight. fist fighting. You're good. She's obsessed. I would probably lose anyways, but um, basically, <laughs> basically, um, basically, we found out early on that it actually is really, really good at being a delivery system to neutralize the inner area where all the plaque acids build up in the biofilm. That was the initial idea and some of the initial ideology. What we discovered along the way, which I think is even more valuable than that, in my opinion, is that it can be used as a remineralization agent and it appears to be at least equivalent, potentially better than fluoride at the current like testing that we have available. Now, I'm, I can't obviously make claims that that's the case. What I can say is that the, from the study that I performed, it outperformed fluoride, um, OTC fluoride at... Um, basically what would be in a rinse. So okay. I don't think you're ever going to, I don't think you're ever going to replace the 20,000 PPM um, stuff that you're going to use in, in an office. Mm-hmm. But the, but the question is, is um, you're going to have people who a, maybe don't want to use a fluoride, but that wasn't my goal at all. Like I'm still use fluoride in my office. Like I just want to make that clear to anybody listening. Like I'm not anti-fluoride, but there's gotta be a better way to remineralize tooth structure and to make it more dense um, that may be an alternative useful mechanism of action. And that is something that we discovered about a year ago. And I actually think that's probably the push that I would like to like give the market is basically like, Hey, we want to see where this technology can be applied to benefit, you know, demineralized tooth structure, essentially areas that are pre-cavitation or, um, you know, might be smaller lesions. And you might be able to see the benefit of both worlds if you were to use both. Um, but essentially that's the two things that were really beneficial. But originally when I designed it, it was designed for, um, increasing the pH and a, a quicker level than a standard rinse because it can penetrates and, and basically has a Trojan horse mechanism into the biofilm. Mm-hmm. But the secondary effect, like I said, of the remineralization was actually kind of a big discovery. And I want to say since then about two or three studies have popped out basically saying that the results that I got were correct. So like basically more than wow, one person so cool. has come out independently and said, Hey, yeah, that that's legit. Like this works. So um, can, you, can you tell, sorry, one sec. Can you tell me about that? Re, the remineralization action. So we know how fluoride remineralizes, enters the tooth, yeah. goes from hydroxyapatite to fluorapatite. There's like a variety yep. of delivery options. It, I mean, the biggest concern is when you're trying to isolate uh, calcium and phosphate ions and fluoride one's positively charged one's negatively charged so like something's got to be coded I mean there's a on the chemistry side I mean this is your world so how does yeah. that work um, in so in, in the room like what what does that yeah create yeah so basically although the um, so the mechanism at this point is hypothetical so I'm basically what I'm telling you it hasn't officially been proven to be how it actually works. We know it works because we've tested the actual micro hardness of the two structure, but how it works. I, again, you know, my study, I have some potential explanations, but I'll give you my best shot. Okay. So basically fluoride does a really good job of replacing the hydroxyl core, which is the core of the hydroxyapatite. Okay. So think about it as like the heart of the hydroxyapatite. It's what actually holds the crystal together. And as a result of being more electronegative than the hydroxyl group, 
it actually strengthens the crystal and it makes it less likely to be cleavable by acids. However, this effect is more beneficial when the tooth structure has only had minor damage or the hydroxyapatite wall has only had minor damage. So fluoride actually does a really good job at prevention if you have about 20 to 25% or less demineralization present. <clears throat> so it's really good preventative, but it starts to slip in the numbers in terms of how much harden, hardening it can do if there's too much damage to the cores. Because essentially if the core has too much damage, like along a backbone, like a phosphate backbone, what happens is, is there's nothing for fluoride to really harden because those cores are damaged. So they're essentially mm. open, they're exposed. So the thing with the silver that's interesting, and some of this information actually came out of SDF studies, which is a completely separate topic, but I'll get into it later, is the silver actually works um, on replacing a calcium one or calcium two site which is more external than the hydroxyl anion core. So if the heart is like here and that's being replaced and that's like what's going to keep the crystal together, um, the silver acts on a more distant site. So it acts on a more surface level site. Are they? Okay, great. Um, basically, it acts on a more surface level site. But with the nano silver, um, what we basically hypothesized is that the actual nano silver compound with its coating is potentially acting as a seed for new crystal growth. So when areas are damaged, not only can it replace some of the calcium sites, but it can also serve as a site for phosphate and calcium to bind to it long enough for it to form a new minor crystal. It's not technically hydroxyapatite. It is a form of a crystal like hydroxyapatite. We call it like pseudo AGNP hydroxyapatite, I guess. But basically, there is a form that's not quite hydroxyapatite, but it forms a small, stable crystal that can fill in some of the voids um, in a very depleted area that fluoride couldn't potentially do. So it acts more effective on areas that are extremely damaged or vulnerable where fluoride's not going to be as effective. So it works so cool. on a different spectrum. How does so it, it works on a spectrum. secondary decay. So, I mean, I, they say um, that fluorapatite is more uh, dense, less prone to decay, secondary or tertiary right. decay. How does this compare? So basically from, and I can answer this based on the studies that were done on SDF. So SDF uh, does a really good job at filling in open tubules and forming um, silver phosphate and silver hydroxide, which is why it turns black, because those compounds right. turn black, so they oxidize over time, okay? That prevents, um, it, even though it hardens the actual crystal, like, or sorry, sorry, I should say, it actually hardens the enamel on a macro scale, like when we see it, it's hard, but in reality, it's just kind of filled those tubules and kind of like prevented the biofilm from advancing further and doing more damage. So I think as far as secondary decay goes, um, the problem that you have there is you have so much, and I view things on a micro scale, so forgive me for like explaining it this way, but like the, the critical mass of this actual thing is that your phosphate backbone, which is what basically is the actual lattice, essentially the backbone of the lattice for all your mineral content for your enamel mm -hmm. without it, it's mush. So yeah. the mush that you're seeing with decay is basically conveying to you there's no phosphate backbone that's connected. Mm. And there's nothing there that's protecting the underlying area. Like all that mush is basically useless. Yeah. You can't bond to it. You can't like remineralize it really. So the silver is going to do a good job of penetrating past that point mm -hmm. because it can get through biofilms. And essentially starting on the, the most – it's starting to remineralize the material where it can start filling in those voids. Mm -hmm. So that's where you're going to get the most benefit out of silver. It's not going to regrow the tooth structure, but it is going to um, potentially start filling in some voids. Maybe there's some crystalline, some new types of crystals that might form at that boundary point between where the biofilm is advancing and where the actual um, enamel or dentin is still intact. And that's the benefit. Um, I don't know 100% because the mechanism is kind of something I – kind of came up with based on some chemistry, but like it's still something that needs to be officially proven out.
There was, I had a patient once in a previous practice, and this is like, we're going back 10 years. Like this is my first few years of being a clinician. And I remember this guy coming in with a, um, a glass container um, with water and, and particles of silver, like actual pieces of silver in it. He was what? gray from head to toe. Like he was drinking water that had what? silver in it. And I remember yeah. looking at him and I'm like, you look gray. Like he looked physically yeah. gray. And wow. it was some belief system that the silver systemically reduced cancer cells. And it was like this whole like yeah. belief thing that that, so I mean, and, and then, so I Googled it of course, cause like as soon as someone comes it's like in a jury or something and they're gray. Yeah. yeah. So he was, <clears throat> this, it was like a thing, like there's a whole movement about the effects of silver on the body. And this is by no means me telling anyone to drink silver. Like if, if that, no, do, do nor do I do advise that, that just nor do we clear. advise that. No, but I, yeah. I, I think that, you know, it's something that has been around for a while, just not really utilized effectively. Um, people were just doing weird stuff with it. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, so how much silver needs to be in something that it starts to stain teeth? Because I think that's one of the questions mm -hmm. that people will ask is like yeah, great, the, the extreme great, parallel great is SDF. So SDF comes out as a regular so, liquid and then in a few minutes you've got a tattoo so how does that right. how does that connect so different kinds of silver so um okay so there's generation one two and three of silver products so gen zero would be your ionic salts okay so ionic salt would be like silver nitrate mm. so to give you an idea sdf is a combination of silver nitrate and um and sodium fluoride um mixed with ammonia so essentially when those react, it is designed to make the silver oxidize right away. Silver and metal form, if you've ever had a silver coin, it does oxidize, but it oxidizes very slowly. slowly. So it does oxidize, but it oxidizes slowly. So um, that's Gen 0. Gen 1 is the first generation of nano silver that existed. It was uncoated. Um, it basically falls apart very quickly. A lot of the colloidal silver that, like what you're describing, is essentially... For, for far more or less far purposes you can make it at home it's easy to make but essentially you're drinking ionic silver and ionic silver is going to stain your tissue if you have too much of it mm -hmm. um gen 2 was the first attempt at making coatings on silver and some of these coatings were a little bit more stable in terms of like making a nanoparticle that was size proficient <clears throat> and essentially within a certain kind of boundary limits problem is 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 generation two had a lot of toxicity issues and so when you see a lot of like stuff in the media they're like oh like nano silver is toxic it's like okay but like that was like stuff we were working on 15 years ago like that's not even relevant to like the research now mm -hmm. so gen 3 is um plant-based silver and that's what we use um, and that has a plant encapsulation coating on the actual silver doesn't mean it doesn't degrade at all in any environment um, but the oxidation reduction reaction occurs so slowly that, and the actual amount of um, silver present in its ionic form is so minimal that it just, that reaction just doesn't happen. So basically mm. um, you have to, you know, just like a coin, I mean, if you had it exposed to something for a long, long time, it will oxidize, but the rate of oxidation is very, 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 very slow. Interesting. Wow. Um, and I want to say it's slowed down like maybe a hundred thousand times compared to like a gen zero product. Like it's very slow. Um, the other thing too, in theory, I've never ever um, had anybody call me, contact me and say, gosh, we have a patient here who's got a ton of staining. You know, the only difference between now and then was nobody's called me and told me that. Zero patients. So it sounds like and complete I want to... opposites of the spectrum in that sense. It's just designed differently. And so as a result of that, um, it's just not releasing ionic, like, so uh, silver ions at such a very high rate. Right. Um, there is a chemical term for it. It's called a, an ion storm. And what that means is, is if you want your, um, if you want your nano silver, That's, any nano compound to release all its contents. Whatever you're about to say about, contents, sorry to interrupt you, but whatever you're about to say about this ion storm is completely the opposite of what my mind just, my mind just okay. thinks of you throwing beakers <laughs> at me like that is the ion I, storm that is i won't happening. throw 
I want their beakers. <laughs> I do actually have to go here in a minute because my. You gotta go. We're 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 gonna we're gonna close this off anyways. But okay. um, tell us one quick thing about about your product. Tell us about Elementa, where you are now, and where it's going. Uh, so we definitely want to expand. Um, we're definitely making some changes to kind of where we're going. Um, I personally want to work on a toothpaste this year. Um, we did a lot of like I think we're pretty well known for our rinse. But I really wanted to get more into like the um, the toothpaste space. Um, I know that sounds really boring and really dumb, mm-hmm. but basically, like, it's one of those things I wanted to do for a while. So we'll see. Um, so we do have a, a cool couple of projects we're working on as well. Um, cool. But right now, uh, kind of just doubling down on some of the stuff we've already made. But again, if you really want to get into the science at some point, I'll just have to come back on. I'm sorry. I didn't have as much time as I thought. Um, no but worries. I think the thing is, I think the thing is, is like at the end of the day, my goal as a human being and, and being somebody in this profession is to make stuff that makes people's lives better. Um, and really that's kind of all I care about. Like, I don't really care as much about, um, you know, and I think some people to a degree, I mean, you have to care about like the business stuff to a degree, but like, I don't care about the stuff. Like mm-hmm. I care about the science part of it. And that's pretty much like, I, w- I want to make people's lives better. And I saw a gap in kind of the technology that we have available mm-hmm. and I wanted to do something different. Very and cool. that's just kind of how it all culminated. So that's one, awesome. one quick question. Yeah. Why is it in a metal container? Is that a science thing or is that a you thing? No, that's actually a marketing thing. Um, oh, it actually I like wasn't. It. I like it. It's cool. Um, I was like, wait a second. Why is it in metal? There is, is it to stabilize something? There must be some stabilization no. required. Actually, metal made it more difficult, believe it or not. It's so I know heavy. That dumb. It is heavy. It's yeah, probably metal so made much more expensive in shipping. Metal made my life a lot more difficult because not only did I have to, um, I had to engineer some solutions for them to even use that bottle. Hmm. Um because silver, which is a metal, likes to plate on metals. Right. Think about that yeah, for a second. Yeah. Okay. So I had to like improve the science, which was already pretty dang good, to make it work in that bottle. Um, on top of that, shipping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shipping getting it places. But people love the metal bottle. Mm-hmm. So uh, cool we'll bottle. probably offer some plastic options just to be more like, you know. Yeah accessible because sure. i want to drop the cost more too because like i feel like it's too high at the moment but i think the thing is is yeah like the whole marketing behind all that actually kind of worked in a weird way but i wasn't involved in that decision unfortunately hmm. i just kind of got told hey we're putting it in a metal bottle i'm like okay <laughs> I mean, it, it <laughs> thanks for letting cool. me know it really looks yeah. cool it does <clears throat> it does all right well tis tis time tis time, Do you know what time what time it is ryan uh it's uh 5 21 my time here in exactly MST. There you go. 5 21 your time it so it's also happy the, hour the the tooth or dare time at the end of every episode katrina and i do a rock paper scissors and the loser goes up against you um okay and then you get to decide whether you accept or dish a tooth or a dare if you do a tooth we'll ask you something steamy on air and if you do okay. a dare, then it's going to be even worse for you because you have to film it and then post it to social media. Okay, I'm not doing a dare. You can ask me whatever you want. <laughs> okay, well, he's already, he's already <laughs> social media is not my thing. All right, it's not cool. my thing. Well, Katrina, I can't see your camera because my internet is bad. So uh, oh. we're going to have to ha- do rock paper scissors and say our answer. Okay, at the same time. Okay, ready? Rock paper paper scissors scissors scissors. scissors. Irene. Oh, we did it again. Okay, again, one more turn. Rock. Rock. Paper. paper scissors. scissors rock. Paper. Oh. I said paper. So I beat I you. Rock. You lose. She beat me. I beat you. Okay, Ryan, it's up to you too. Would you like to accept or dish a tooth or a dare while you think about that? The rest of you need to follow us on Instagram. You can follow me, Irene, at toothlife.irene. You can follow Katrina at the Dental Wine Genist. And of course, hit a follow for Ryan, which is Ryan Nolan. MD. I'll link all of that below and make sure to check out his product Elementa Silver found on Amazon and Walmart and just everywhere. But link link that all below. All right, Ryan, what are you going to do? Dare or truth? Uh, let's go with truth. All right, Katrina. Are you up. dishing or accepting? I guess I'll accept. I don't know what that means, but let's go for it. Okay. Go for it. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> in your opinion, what is the worst product that a patient can put in or around their mouth that is currently on the market for dental needs? Mm. Uh, like a specific product? Mm-hmm. Ingredient? Product? Um, An ingredient, a product? Well, we all oh, know SLS, how you feel. 100%. I, I SLS? SLS. Ooh. SLS. Okay. Yeah. Easy. Easy. All right. We know how so you feel about uh, chlorhexidine also. That's right. Oh, gosh. Don't get me started on chlorhexidine. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's like a conversation that'll never end. That's like somebody when they talk to you about their ex and it's like they'll never get over their one ex or whatever. It's like, okay, I got to get away from this person because they keep talking about this. Like that's like me and chlorhexidine. Like I just can't get over so it. We need, an episode. we need an episode on chlorhexidine because I thought of you today when they were using it as a cavity cleanser. And I oh, yeah. thought of you and I was like, oh, just the day that I'm speaking to Ryan and we don't even have time to get to chlorhexidine. <laughs> so let's, let's do, let's do a whole day on just chlorhexidine. Okay. Sounds good. All guys. right. Thanks again hey, for tuning thanks in. Thanks for having me. Peace out. You got it. Peeps. Cheers. Bye bye. And we're back from the flippity flip. From where we once were. The opportunity has now to come extrapolate. back to us. Yes. Um, by do the way, we're doing yes, that with I our was just going to say. <laughs> Okay, let me tell the story. <laughs> yeah. so, so Katrina and I were at dinner uh, with our gentle friends, gentlemen friends, and uh, she has some leftover salmon, and yes. the lumber had some leftover whatever he was consuming. And and at this point, Katrina's had a couple of glasses of wine, so she's like at her best. She uses the best nouns when when she has had a couple of glasses of wine. So she does the thing where she just uses multiple words in a sentence to identify like one thing. So the poor guy comes over and she's like, excuse me, sir, can you please procure a container of sorts so that we can maximize these two plate opportunities into one container for us to then uh, segue into another location for favor. And the guy was just like, what? And what? She, and Dale, and Dale was like, she wants to take out container for both of these. And the guy was like, what? And you were like, thank you very much for this opportunity. <laughs> he was just looking at you like you were from another planet. Uh, I know. You know, I don't I don't realize that I do it, but like the more that I drink, the more like <laughs> elaborate my words become. Like Yeah. I mean, I like it gets really ridiculous and I don't even know why I do it. And Dale's like, you have to stop like asking the Uber driver to help optimize your transportation experience by getting yeah. you from the point with which you began this journey to the conclusion of the journey. Like, like that's I, his job. Like, just like, like it's in the like, map. Like, Hi, thank you. Please take me home. Like just be like a normal person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, like, I right. can't, I don't know. It's thank like you weird. so much for know. this opportunity of, of getting into your like suburban like, yes. It is so wonderful to see that you've provided sustenance in forms of beverage and snacks for us curated consumers. Experience. Yeah. And thank you for picking me up from the drinking establishment and taking me to my place of residence. Like, I, I, and I, I don't know why insane. I do it. It's like so annoying. But the funniest part was that you were doing impressions of me like all oh, night. Yeah. And Dale's like, all night. that's exactly what she sounds like. <laughs> we do spend a lot of time together. I don't think we realize how much time we spend together. I mean, it's I short increments, but I think I speak to you more than I speak to like some of my other people. And I know. I, I just going to say, yeah, I think I do too. Yeah. 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 I love you for it. Well, thank Aww. you, Dr. Ryan Nolan, for joining us and maximizing the opportunity for us to learn from to your absorb. vast brain knowledge capacity Incredible. on yes. the elements of Elementa and all yes. of the, the things. Thank all you. Things. We appreciate it. Um, yes. Next time we will be on the mic, we'll be live at uh, ADHA. So exciting. I can't uh, wait. Chicago midwinter or greater New York. I'm not sure. I'm not kidding. Yeah, but I was uh, just going to say, I don't yeah. know. Where are we? <laughs> Um, Where we will we be, be at ADHA in Louisville. Louisville. Louisville, yeah. Kentucky. That's the second time I've gone to Louisville in the last few years. Me too. Yeah. Because wasn't, no, RDH Under One Roof RD, was there. Yeah, it was yeah. a couple of years ago. So That was the last RDH Under One Roof that I went to was in Louisville. Mm. And I learned you have to like really like. You have to like, like, you've, like you're rolling around marbles in your mouth like or something. Like you have grapes oh. in your mouth and they're very sour. Oh. Oh. 
Yeah. Um, Irene, you're going to have to get your derby hat because I guess everybody's doing like a little derby party. So you're going to have to what like... What does that mean? It's like a just a ridiculous hat. Like a fastener? Like that's what I'm going to get is like a like, like just a, a fascinator. Is it a fascinator or a fastener? I think it's called a fascinator. Okay. Um, I'm just going to bring it's a like little if I'm bag. having tea with the queen. Yes, precisely. That's exactly what you I need to I don't actually like. have one of those. Maybe just, I'll just make one out of tissue paper or something. Yeah, that's... Yeah, or like floss and toothbrushes or something you probably just grab some stuff from the tree floor. that's just what everybody is doing so exciting yeah okay all right noted well we will see you all there if you are around come and say hello to us we will yes. be recording some episodes i have a booth uh tooth yes. life which i don't know exactly where it is exactly but i know it's right next to hugh freedy so find hugh cool. freedy and find me and um that is it and we will so good I can't yeah, wait to you see peeps. you again. It's gonna be crazy. Less, less of a crazy temperature. I hope, though. Yeah, let's hope so. Yeah, and you're coming to the president's dinner with me. That'll be fun to watch you steal more tickets from strangers. Um, you That's don't steal them time. if they give them to you. Okay. I was just all simply right. handed the yes. tickets. She was handed them. I have it all on video. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Peace out, peeps. Ah, uh, cheers. <laughs>